Well, hi there. It's Phil. And uh, this week on the program, we're going to chat about the indescribable grief of losing a child, a son, a brother, a grandson, and how one family from the Seaforth area is journeying through that grief in part by reaching out to help others. I'm going to be talking to John Steffler, my friend, about the Tanner Steffler Foundation. Before we do that, though, we get asked occasionally how we met and where our nicknames Boomer and Millie come from. We actually met for the first time at a Tanner Steffler Foundation event. It was back in early 2019. So our first connection was over a shared interest journey slash advocacy, if you like, for various mental health issues and organizations seeking to remove the stigma and uh, normalize reaching out and communicating more about our mental health. And we will definitely talk about that again in future episodes of A Life That's Good. But Boomer and Millie, we thought maybe today was a good time to tell you just a little bit more about us. So we didn't talk very much about this ahead of time. So no. I, I don't know. Isn't that kind of your jam? What? Isn't mm-hmm. that kind of your jam? Just sneak <laughs> attack me and be like, by the way, we're talking about this. No. Well, yeah. I don't want to give you time to get nervous or think too much. Oh, too late. <laughs> My daughter, Courtney, thinks people want to know our story for some reason. The Boomer and Millie thing. I don't know. Do you? What do you? What are you comfortable sharing? PG rated things? Yeah. Yeah. Just basically where we met, how we met, how we dated, how we struggled, how we, you know, all the things. Because what are you comfortable with? Literally nothing ever. (laughs) Okay. That's fair. (laughs) So we met at. uh, Delivery. At the livery in Godrich, and it was the, the Tanner Steffler Foundation. What was it called? Let's Four talk. Four years ago. Um, it was called In Conversation with right. Bell Let's Talk, because it was originally supposed to be, um, I think, on Bell Let's Talk Day, or very close to, in January. Right. And then it was rescheduled. Swarmed out. Yeah. And you weren't scheduled to come. I was not planning on attending, no. I mean, in January or in March, but... It was postponed because of the weather, and then they had it in March, and you weren't supposed to come March... It was March 10th? 11th, 11th? I think, yeah. (laughs) I remember all the days. And and at the last minute... Like, morning of, Mm -hmm. my... um, I was working for West for Youth Online at the time, Mm -hmm. and my boss Jen Mulcaster she was to have been sharing her story of her journey with mental health on stage and she's like oh um I'm unable to make it tonight did you want to go tell your story uh <laughs> it's like oh okay sure, no problem. sure you know let alone I have problems speaking to people one-on-one but a whole stage of people sure so then I yeah I went and was going to speak and at that point, had, you and I hadn't met yet, right? No, not no. Well. But Emma, Emma and Jen had met you, and 
Emma came with me that night. Yes. And she was like, oh my God, you and Phil are like the same person. It's so freaky. And then you got up on stage. You were emceeing as well as sharing your story a little bit, right? We were getting, yeah, we were getting ready to launch the Run, Phil, Run campaign. Right, right. So... I already knew that you were going to be very strange. Um, I mean, obviously listened to you on radio, but to, on a more personal note, knew you were going to be more a little on the weird side. Mm-hmm. And then you start talking, and you thought you were so funny, and you were telling dad jokes, and I was like, oh crap, we are the same person. <laughs> and then I had to tell my story, and... And that was it. That was kind of it, yeah. That. I'm pretty sure I actually got up on the stage and was like, oh, same person. Mm. Womp, womp. I think you did too. Yeah. But we didn't talk again that night. Yeah, we did. Did At, we? Near the end, yeah, I came over and shook your hand. Oh. And reminded you that I had met you many moons ago. When I was um, on AM 920, right? Or was it on FM 102? It was in 2009, 2009 or so 2010. So, yeah. You were doing an interview or something with I was. a talk show. Yeah. Yeah. Okay, so then fast forward, I guess, what, a month or so, and you and Emma came in to do... Uh... Yeah, sometime end of April, we came in to do the interview for the run. Um, for West for Youth. Yeah. Because we were featuring four different mental health organizations. And that was the first time I had to sit in front of this radio and be... The radio, huh? This microphone and be uh, awkward. Oh, my God. And then fast forward another month or so, and there was at the time a position available for a summer cruiser. Right. We don't do that these days, but you just sent a quick note saying, is this something I could apply for? How do I do it? Mm-hmm. And then you would ask me, uh, by that time, though, the run was over. And I remember you saying, how are you doing? And me going, good. And me, you saying, no, how are you doing? And me going, I'm good. And then you said, no, really, how are you doing? And I'm going, I'm not doing very well. I'm annoying like that. <laughs> you you were, but I'm glad. I mean, the, one, of, one of the whole bunch of things that I love about you is your empathy. And you just, you, I think you, I don't know, you somehow knew that uh, going all through all of up. that was going to be rough. Yeah. And you said, we need to do breakfast and go for a walk. Do you want to do that? And I thought. Okay, new friends. That's cool. Never once. How'd that go for you? (laughs) Never once entertained really any thoughts of of romance because you're a little younger than me. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. That being the least of reasons. Yeah. So, and then just getting to know you when we went for a walk and texting a little bit and then found out you're a photographer and I, of course, was... A, a sponge for your photography knowledge. I wanted to find out about f-stops and shutter speeds and oh, only after I fixed your camera. Well, we, okay. So there's a story. We we're at an event with the Tanner Steffler Foundation, and I'm trying to take a picture in the tent of uh, those young guys in that in that band. Um, um, Stone School Stone, Road. Stone School. Yeah, something like that. And I couldn't get the settings right and you went here and you held your hand out and I remember thinking wow this chick is cocky and you grab my camera and you went you start messing with the dials and I'm going oh she's gonna destroy my camera and you held it up I heard click and you said is this what you're after and the picture was perfect and I went how the hell did you do that (laughs) I have a very specific set of skills well and then you told me you're a photographer so I you know started asking questions and then you were trying to learn some 
chords when you found out I played a little guitar, well, and so we started. I dabble. We started I'm a camp, trading information. Campfire guitarist. I'll give you. Say. I'll teach you a new chord and a picking pattern if you teach me how to take a place in or a picture and take a place in right? this field of sunflowers. Or and now you're really good at pictures, and I still can't traverse pick, but it's <laughs> not, it's fine. That's not quite true. Anywho. And then we're like just fell in mutual weirdness. Womp womp. Age difference was that was a struggle for us in the beginning too, I think. It was for me. I did counseling. I I said I can't because it's not not fair. She like I you know, and you were hyper concerned, I think, that your dad and or your grandfather would kill me. Mm-hmm. And grandma was just concerned that you're gonna die. <laughs> she, <laughs> She did, like, um, but I I have fallen in love with your family because they have been nothing but welcoming and open and I think caring they like and you a little bit. They surprised us both. I think my mom, I think she likes you more than she likes me. If I'm honest, <laughs> I'm not saying I'm the favorite child, but I'm not not the favorite child. <laughs> I think you might be. So yeah, family and friends, and none of the things we had in our head that we were worried about actually transpired, which is so unlike us. <laughs> <laughs> and then the adventure started. Life is an adventure. It is. We're Carl and Ellie. Aw. Where do we go from there? Up. Mm-hmm. Pun intended. And I guess we'll update this story as it progresses. To be continued. Uh, John Steffler, I think the hardest thing about uh, trying to interview you is that we're friends. That's so true. You yeah, know, like, get closer to your mic. I told you, got it. Like four inches. Is that four inches? You know? <laughs> four inches. Uh, That's yeah. Okay. Yeah, about that. That's that's good. I, I heard Johnny Carson do it. He was interviewing somebody one time, and it was kind of flat. And he said, "This is hard because I know everything about you already because we're friends, and I don't know what to ask you." Remember Johnny Carson? Or you're not old <laughs> oh, enough? Hell yeah, Johnny. Okay. National Child and Youth Mental Health Day is coming up on May the 7th. CMHA, Canadian Mental Health Association, Mental Health Week is the 1st to the 7th. So uh, this will run that week. And wanted to have you in because, well, like everybody, you've got a story. Yours is both ends about as happy as it can get right to about as sad and devastating as it can get. And then the rebound. A lot of people know, but... Tell us your story. You grew up in Seaforth. Yeah, I grew up in actually a small town called Walton. It's a a beautiful small village, uh, 10 minutes away from Seaforth. Did a lot of uh, bike peddling into Brussels. And then back in 17-year-old, moved into the town of Seaforth. Wow. A lot of great great memories as as a youngster. Great family, great parents, well-connected, just had a great life in rural, small-town Ontario. Walton to Seaforth must have been like moving to the big city for you. It was scary. It <laughs> was, was it? scary. There yeah. were like houses beside me. And that's not right. <laughs> right. But no, it was good. And uh, high school at the time in Seaforth, so very easy to uh, miss a class and uh, stay at home, but yeah. uh, made it through and... Now we're back in Seaforth. We uh, actually left for 13 years. 
Um, I did not know that. Yeah, moved to went to London, and uh, Heather, myself, we were married in '95. Went to London for a few years with work and that, and then uh, Tanner and Davis, uh, grade two and three, we came back to St. James, and uh, Charlie's still seventeen now. So yeah, just beautiful. Charlie seventeen. Crazy, isn't uh, it? Graduating time, high school this year. Uh, time keeps on slipping, slipping, doesn't it? Uh, and you and Heather got married in when? 95? 95. Oh. And the three kids, Davis. Who, who's the oldest? So Tanner's the oldest. Okay. He uh, was born in 1998. Davis was born in 1999. Charlie, born in 2005. Okay, there you go. We want to talk about Tanner. Yeah. Uh, Tanner, first born, uh, April 26th, 1998. Be uh, a day that changed their life forever. And went uh, through a great... Journey had great neighbors in London, moved up in grade three, graduated grade eight, top of the class, great things. Uh, unfortunately, Tanner passed away June 6, 2017, of a, a drug addiction, drug overdose, and uh, the worst day of my life, to be yeah. quite honest with you. It's uh, emotional, still is. However, as a strong family with strong community, we, Heather and I decided we couldn't... Uh, Allow Tanner's death be the misery of our family, and uh, we, with the permission of Davis and Charlie, pulled up and uh, you know had to make a difference for the community we live in with Tanner's foundation. T- Tanner, for all intents and purposes, was just a, a regular kid. Played yeah. his guitar and Tanner loved music. Yeah. Uh, great in school, class clown. Worked at restaurants. Worked for the county. Friends with everybody. Yeah. Just. You know, when addiction overtakes decision, there are unfortunate results. And Tanner never had the opportunity to reclaim his life. And unfortunately, the addiction took his life. Back when Tanner was in grade, I believe, eight or nine, pardon me with the dates, he had uh, a leg calves perth disease. And that's when your uh, leg your leg and your hip don't match up. Right. So he had a, uh, a very large surgery to alleviate the pain when he was done growing. And at that time, the hospital for the pain gave him a drug called hydromorphone, basically takes you into a different world, takes you away from all the pain you're having. And right. Tanner was um, not struggling, I wouldn't say. He he was uh, identifying going through, you know, changes of life in the fact that you're now going into teenage years, you're, you're trying to fit into different crowds. He's, you know, very popular, but he has some social anxieties. So then he found that these pills took him away, all the pain away. And he called it a warm hug, where basically he'd take the hydromorphone and it would alleviate all the pain he had, mental, physical, emotional, whatever you wanted to call it. That all just seems so normal. That could have been me. That could have been you. When we were in high school, do you ever think about our high school years, our college years, how we managed to survive some of the things that we went through? Just luck, really. Total luck. Yeah. You know, everyone lives the same body, if yeah, you will. Yeah. Uh, different uh, situations create different results. Yeah. Tanner connected pretty well with everyone, but at the same time, he struggled to see that connection from his own inner soul. Right. 
Like a lot of us. We maybe all. maybe all of us. All of us have us, right? Yeah. We've wrapped this around a teenager at the moment. <laughs> but all these things you're talking about, I went through at 50. So it's not just unique necessarily to teenagers. It's life and what life can do to you and how you can easily. There was a, a time in my life I was self-medicating because it just, like you said, I was looking for a warm hug. It's all I needed. And uh, I'm grateful to have survived my early 50s. Yeah, it's, you know, it's a catch-22. Like, our brain, for some reason, we got to find out why, always runs to the negative. Yeah. And that's why, you know, I love talking to you today on this podcast, because we're doing exactly the opposite. We're running to the positive. And that's what we have to do. We have to appreciate what we have, take it, love, love everything we have, because we are so damn privileged. We do do that, though. <laughs> yeah, it's it's just, but our brain is such a, I use the word, magical weapon. Yeah. It's great to have, but boy, does it torment you. I think this is a good place to turn, then. So we've talked about the tragic. Yeah. We've, talked, we've talked about the beautiful and, and the hope and the beginnings, which were all wonderful. You know, living, living life in a small town, like to me, there's nothing better than that. You grew up with lots of friends and a loving family and then had, a, you know, lots of friends and a great family of your own. Tragedy struck. Worst day of your life, like you said, and the worst thing that's probably ever happened to you, period. And uh, you're in the process of doing exactly what you're describing there and trying to turn that around and make something positive out of it. Yeah, it's you know very unfortunate. Nobody wants to bury a child. No. That, that's one thing in life that should not happen is burying a child. But uh, I'll remember sitting downstairs in our old place uh, after Tanner died and, you know, Heather just being on my ass about, come on, you got to pick yourself up. And, you know, we're working together trying to do that. And, you know, the only way I could deal with the grief was to help others. Mm-hmm. And that's very selfish. I'll be honest with you. It, it sounds all great, but you forget about Heather. She's a mother who just lost a child. She doesn't want to live it every day. She wants to acknowledge it, but that, that's the hardest day of a parent's life. So we had to banter back and forth about, is this a really good thing? Of Can we make a difference? And we came to an agreement that I would go talk to a friend, uh, a friend named Marty Meadows, who created a uh, Caden Brown Foundation of a similar situation. A family lost a young person, not drug-related, a four-wheeler accident, and he said, I'll never forget the words uh, Marty said was, hey, Steph, if you're going to do it, make sure you're all in, but do it right. And he, I said, yeah. And he goes, remember, this isn't about you. It's it's about helping others. But most importantly, it's a legacy for Tanner. Right. So, you know, went home, talked to Heather, and I'm a pretty bullheaded person. And I thought it was all great. And she said, yeah, we can do this under some conditions. And we did. We went and got an incorporation. We went and got our charitable status for accountability. We went and found some personal friends and neighbors who Tanner grew up with who had a personal connection to our family for a board of directors for guidance, leadership, and community. So the main point of creating the the foundation was more people would know Tanner and his struggles and the Steffler family and our struggles after Tanner's passing then we did hiding it while he was living. Right. 
because when when you're in the moment of any situation, crisis, mental health, addiction, you you're fearing that you're alone and nobody needs to know. Well, the reality is everybody has a story. Everybody has mental health. Everybody has an addiction of some sort. Doesn't matter varying degrees. So get out there, be the support for those individuals, and help them so they didn't they don't have to suffer the same fate that Tanner did and the Steffler. The, like Charlie and Davis suffered immensely right. with it because we're focusing our energy as parents on Tanner. Yeah. They handled it amazingly. They're beautiful ch- kids and that. But where you go with that, we started the foundation. We did not want to be the savior, if you will, to save the world. We wanted to help here in county. We wanted to make sure that the main family, the Campbell family, the Steffler family had the supports that we didn't have. We have great agencies. They do amazing jobs. We have great people working for them. But when you're in a moment of crisis, you need a community. Everybody has to rally together. And I still rely on this today as the Mayberry approach. You know, everybody in town has a role, whether it be Andy, Floyd, (laughs) you know. And that's where we need to get back to in our societies. And I hope we can. Mayberry. Every small town should be a Mayberry. Helping each other. Helping each other. Working together. Appreciating everything. And if you do go out of line... There's a friendly lady to help you put you back in line. This is kind of a weird experience because I I recognize the value of communication and talking to you about this, but also very aware, and I think I've always been aware, but even more sitting here, that there's there's no manual for this. There's no right thing to say. There's no... It's a different experience for everybody. It's every parent's worst nightmare to have to go through what you went through. And um, th- there's no way for anybody to really know <laughs> how you feel or how Heather feels or how Davis and Charlie feel. Do you know what I mean? hundred percent. There is no manual. If no. it was that easy, you go to page four, subsection C, yeah. and say, I got to do this. Phil, I'm one of the most passionate, empathetic humans in this world, and I sucked as a dad to an addicted son Hmm. because I had no experience. This isn't my fault. This is my reaction and what you had to learn, you know, saying, hey, quit it. Hey, stop it. Well, honestly, if it was that damn easy, you don't think they would? And as a dad and as a person who knows hundreds and hundreds and hundreds of dads, right? we're all the same. Right. So that's our job to help the dads that are going through the situations to say, hey, Step back. This is maybe what's going on. Yeah. And let's find out why the behavior or the the, right. the struggles are happening, as opposed to just stop it and move on. And that brings us to the Tanner Steffler Foundation. TSF. And it started... Well, you've explained most of that, how it started. Uh, what year did, did you yes, actually so, incorporate? So we worked with the lawyers and uh, the CRA, et cetera, getting everything done starting in August of uh, 2017. So it was just really quick after Tanner passed. But by the time everything got uh, properly completed and everything, it was 2018. And they allowed us, because the work was going up to January of 2018, for, you know, tax filings and uh, receding, et cetera. Mm-hmm. But honestly, 
it took off in the summer of 2018. We went to the county, shared our story. The, we asked for some funding. It was declined, and rightfully so. At the time, it was unknown. Mm-hmm. But going back to small communities, we had great connections in Brussels. And the Brussels Optimist Club held an evening back in 2018, March, where $35,000 was raised in one evening from the community wow. for youth mental health. And that really was the starting point, because every foundation, small community organization needs funds of some sort. Mm-hmm. So that was the, the kickoff. And I'll be, Heather and I, and you know the foundation will be forever grateful to that first community support. Because when you see that many people rally and support you, you know you're doing the right thing. Yeah. For that. And then there's other, like every area in Huron County and Perth now, we've moved because of the, the school boards and that, have moved to really supporting us. And that's the most appreciative factors. That's what keeps us pushing forward. We talked about that a little bit when you got here. We weren't rolling tape or anything, but just about the whole uh, purpose behind this podcast in the first place is to talk about how very, very fortunate we are to live around here. I mean, how many great people and great organizations and great clubs and great all the things that there are in Midwestern Ontario. And to have a group like that come out and support you being the spark that ignited what has become the Tanner Steffler Foundation is, I, I don't know how, how else you get that or where else you get that. Yeah, you know, honestly, we had a story, not a great story, not a good story, but a very relatable story to a lot of people, even if they don't want to admit it because they don't want it known. That's fair. Everybody that most people, I shouldn't say everybody, most people that live in rural Ontario, whether it be Midwestern Ontario or to another jurisdiction, really most are connected to the area in some way, shape, or form, or they wouldn't be here. Right. So I think that's the difference of how we have to look at this positivity, Phil, is we're here because we want to be here. So if you're here because you want to be here, what the hell are you doing complaining about it? Right. Right? Embrace it. And we were talking there off the air just before about – Everywhere you go, like we're all digital now. We, we mm-hmm. you know, even this podcast, digital. <laughs> we we type in our little Google search, and everything is negative. Yeah. Well, no wonder we walk away so frustrated and and de- deflated, because that's what our brain has been told for the last ten minutes as we scrolled up and down of school shooting this, uh, man arrested for this, you know, flooding here. Yeah. Doesn't matter. The point is, we live in a beautiful area where we have everything that we could possibly ask for. It's called doom scrolling, I believe. Is that what it's called? Doom scrolling, yeah. Man, nothing says it better than that. It's crazy. But, uh, yeah, so, you know, we're very fortunate as a foundation to have community support. We don't want government support. And the reason we don't want government support, that's unfair. We'd love to have lots of money. But we don't want government support because the government is going to fund where the people are. One of our biggest challenges in Midwestern Ontario is population. We have right. such land mass, but we're spread out. So people really want to help people here at home. And I think that's why the foundation has been successful, because we can relate. Uh, one of the most touching, and I'm going to just kind of go here, and honoring pieces for the foundation was last summer when a uh, very, very unfortunate incident were well connected to the Mayor Grace passed away in Godrich. Yeah. And 
unbearable. Like one of the the most dedicated humans to Midwestern Ontario was tragically taken from us in the morning. To his family, and I I met with Wendy, we always wondered why did the Grace family choose the Tanner Steffler Foundation as the memorial donation place? Mm -hmm. And I had the privilege to meet with Jonathan and uh, Wendy, Mayor Grace's wife and son, and they said, because what you're doing is an amazing thing and not a lot of people know what you're doing. So we wanted to at least help out and share that recognition and thank you. That really hit home because there was not one person that you could say in the town of Godridge that didn't know who Mayor John Grace was. And he built the same vision that we did with our foundation of passion, community, and betterment. So, you know, you go from the Brussels optimist in 2018 mm-hmm. to 2022 with a tragic, people do appreciate small foundations that give back. You know, moving to the, the direction of positivity is, where do you see the most effect? And the most effect is when people come together. That's the biggest reward. So I think that's where TSF is able to, and, you know, we, one of our success stories from Tanner Steffler Foundation was was right at the start when we, we got mental health and wellness coaches in, this, in the schools. Right. So, you know, a hundred, you know, we're, we're sitting there, we're working with a, a school board institution, we're working with a Catholic school board institution, and we were able, they were awesome to work with. They wanted to hear our story, they did respect Tanner, and we were a bit ahead of the government, which is really nice, because we were able to get partnership of the two school boards to get a, a social worker, mental health and wellness coach, shared between two schools in Clinton. Right. That was amazing. We helped fund that. We helped data research that. We we really did truly make a difference in our community, and people saw that. We talked about where it started, uh, a lot about where it's been. You've had some great events over the last... What You're in your fifth year? Then? Yeah, so we started, let's say, 18. It's now 23. Yeah. COVID kind of in-person things yeah. kind of dropped it down. Um, that kicked everything down, though. Yeah, and, yeah. you know, that's okay. So we now you're rising it. back up. It's 2023. Things are opening up again. Where is the Tanner Steffler Foundation headed? What are the dreams? Awesome. Where are we going? Yeah, so that's great. So right now we've got uh, June 30th, where we'll be announcing our uh, peer support program that's live. We've got 13 people that are fully trained, educated on the peer support. We are ready and willing to uh, help families along the journey navigate them through different situations. Our long-term goal is still the same, is to have a, uh, a physical piece of property. Um, we're still defining what that looks like. It changes every day. Okay, I was going to ask you about that because I know initially, like way back, like in 2019, yep. when I was first aware, that that was like a primary goal was to let's get a, an actual physical clinic of some kind open where people can go in Huron County. Yeah. And then that that so that's still happening, but there's a whole lot of other need in the meantime that you're trying to meet as well. Yeah, so... When you when you start something, you you put a, a vision, a mission, an object, mm-hmm. you know, all that together, and 
we hit four of the five. The fifth one we didn't was our facility. Right. So originally, we wanted to model ourselves after the Pine River Institute up in Shelburne. Right. We really liked the model and all that. However, as it became more clearly evident, it needed government funding, it needed grants, which means that not necessarily would it help Huron County. Right. It wouldn't be ours. Right. It would have to be handed over. So, yes, we got it up and running. But then to sustain it, we didn't have the funds. We didn't have, in all honesty, we didn't have the knowledge to actually run it. So we had to wheel back. It's still a great funded. It's still there. And we recommend people to look at it every day. But we can't be that. And you have to realize your limitations. Mm -hmm. So went back and, and dialed it up. And there's many different things that are going through our board of directors, ourselves, and Heather, my mind, is we have a youth space. And we're, we're expanding that here in 2023, where we want all the youth to come together. So we're getting a larger space, so youth have a safe space to come out and do their things. The other we're looking, and it's just, it's not there yet, but it's coming, is how can we give families, individuals, somewhere, almost like a respite or a short-term relief area? Mm-hmm. And, you know, we're still looking at different options. We've put some money away for it. But realistically, right now, our focus is listening to the youth, having a safe place for the youth, peering and navigating the the system, and finding out what they would truly benefit from so that we can help here in Perth County. One of the greatest conversations I hear of all the time and, and phrases is, the opposite of addiction is connection. Amen to that. And it's like, what do you mean? Well, if you're connected and you're busy, and you feel wanted and valued, you're less opt to rely to a substance, uh, anything, because you already got what you're looking for within that substance. The best part I, I really go back to is the community. Yeah. Right? And if everybody looks out for everybody yeah. and works together towards a common goal, great things are built. You need to talk. You need to see your family doctor. Sometimes you, you sometimes you need some kind of medication. Uh, our chemistries are all messed up sometimes, especially in our teen years, but that doesn't necessarily mean just in your teen years. That's right. Chemistry's weird, man. Medication is a great thing, mm-hmm. but medication isn't the only thing. Right. And I find a lot in life in general, we'll take the quick Band-Aid fix yeah. over the whole thought process. Right. So medication... 100%. See your family doctor. Stay in touch. Counseling. Stay in touch. Peer support. Talk to your friends. Yeah. But that's all communication and no shame. Somebody uh, listening right now who's struggling with uh, bad thoughts, uh, anxiety, maybe some depression, some, you know, just I don't know what to do. In this moment, is there a place they can turn, a number they can call, uh, an email they can send? If it's urgent, it's, you know, you're, you're thinking end of life, you got to call crisis. Okay. Uh, this is crisis. You go to your local emergency. I know they don't like that. You got to check if it's open, et cetera. Call the crisis line. We have here in Perth Crisis. It's an amazing service. Your first step should be our government agencies. If you need help, get on there because those communicate with your family doctor. So what's the crisis line number? Yeah. If you're in crisis, uh, you're in a, in a tough spot. You need to call 1-888-829-7484. 888-829-7484. Got it. Yeah, so we so that's great, if it's a crisis. Yeah, if it's a crisis, if you're you're thinking, you know, 
tr- end of life, if, if it's if you're in an emotional spot that you cannot control mm-hmm. and you need help right away, that's where you go. Okay. If you're a youth, here in Perth Center, Stratford Clinton, they are trained. They are agency of choice for youth. You need to go there. You need to call them like that. Go to our website at TannerStefflerFoundation.com. Contact us. We'll walk that journey with you as a youth and family. But we are not a service agency. We will peer support you. We will walk and we will help guide you to the services in here in Perth County that you need. Because for the most part, you probably have not had to deal with them before. So it could be a bit overwhelming. We'll help you through that. Your family doctor. That's where everything should be housed. In our healthcare system, it is important that all your information, your counseling sessions, etc., get put onto one record. And it's important that you tell your family doctor, you, you tell your providers, so that that information can be put on your, your record. CMHA, if you're over 16, uh, will handle some serious cases. But what we find, most cases don't necessarily require huge uptake. Mm-hmm. What they can, what they need is somebody's struggling with LGBTQ. They're struggling with anxiety, depression. They just need somebody to talk to. They need connection. Yeah. They need acceptance. They need somebody that's going to listen and understand them. And I think this peer support, this navigation, this walking the journey with them will alleviate some of the wait times as you, you feel you have to go to your doctor when really... You just need somebody to talk to that cares and listens and accepts. Right. And that's what I think the foundation is so good at right now is providing safe space as we grow and put our larger space out there here in by September that you will have a safe space that's not necessarily medical but more emotional. All right. John Steffler. Heartbroken for what you've been through, but proud as heck of uh, the way you've risen to try and help others from having to go through that and uh, just make Huron County a better, more accessible place for people. God, I would have loved to have something like that around when I was in high school. (laughs) And I think we all would. You know, we our governing demographic is you and I, Phil, Mm -hmm. 50 plus. We try telling a 15-year-old what they want. (laughs) <laughs> How in the heck do we know what a right. 15-year-old wants? We're yeah. way removed. But if we listen to what they're saying, that change will be a lot easier. The acceptance yeah. will be a lot easier. And it's not what we went through. It's a different world, but it's still messy. Uphill both ways. Yeah, I hear you. All the time. All right. Thanks for coming in, my friend. I love talking to you. I love talking mental health. And most importantly, stay positive. Hey, before we go this week, I want to take a moment just to say thank you for listening. Special thanks to my son, Lion, at LionX Productions for the theme music. I kind of love it, if I'm honest. He's a super talented dude in all things media, websites, social, video, film, and yes, music, all the things. Connect with him at lionx.org. It's L-Y-O-N-X dot org. Also, we try to support our chats every week with a photo blog to give you just a little bit more of a visual on the things we're discussing. And we like taking pictures. You can find that at our radio station page. It's cool945.ca. 
cool945.ca to find the A Life That's Good photo page. Click on On Air. Then in the menu that drops down, click my name, Phil Main, and that will take you to a library where you can choose the pictures that you want to look at. Oh, and one more thing before I take off this week, and I don't know why it's hard to ask this, but if there's anything here that you like, anything at all, we would love your help making this new adventure work. If you would please follow or subscribe to our podcast, and you can do that by going to the main show page, just hit the plus sign or click follow. That would mean so much to us. While you're here, feel free to give us a rating or a review or a suggestion. We would also love it if you would share an episode that you like with a friend. This project and you, it means a lot to us, and we want to celebrate a life that's good in Midwestern Ontario. We can't imagine doing that without you. Thanks again so much for being here.